Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Anne Baldwin. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Anne Baldwin, one of your hosts, and I'm so excited that Lisa dematis Lapore, president and CEO of The Connection, is back. You're back. I'm back from Florida. I'm back. It was, um, you know, I was really impressed with the... Um, the measures that not only JetBlue is taking, but also the airports are taking for social distancing um, in light of everything that's happening right now in our world. And, uh, you know, that when I landed in at Bradley on my way home, um, Department of Public Health was there, and I had my COVID test that I had taken 72 hours prior to my flight back home. Um, but I, I was really impressed, and I, you know what, I'm really happy that I went because, as you knew, it had been, you know, Anna, it had been a very long time since I saw my elderly mother who's having a lot of health issues. So it was nine months, and so that was, it was a well needed and uh, deserved um, time to, you know, spend with family, right? So it was, yeah, thank you. I'm glad I'm back. Good. And before we get the show started, I just want to do one little thing, okay? Yeah. Officially. All right, ready? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Lisa, happy birthday to you. Yay! Yay, thank you. Yay. Welcome yes. to the Big Six O Club, baby. Oh, boy. I don't know. I feel like 70. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I turned 60 in July, and it's not that bad. Okay, you'll be right. fine. So let's get to our guests, and we're so excited um, to get some good information and to talk about the support that Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield has offered to the connection. And we've got Serena Savino on. And Serena is a registered dietitian. And, uh, Serena, we'll have you talk more about exactly what you do. But, um, you know, this, especially in times of COVID, I think a lot of people have put their health and wellness, they've either put it, I, from my perspective, in the forefront or they put it at the end of the line. There's not a whole lot in between. So, Serena, welcome to the program, and, and thanks for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Annalisa. Pleasure to be here. I see, uh, Serena, uh, uh, with your bio that you graduated from Sacred Heart University. And my son is attending that school right now. He's in his first year. That's, that's, oh, yes. 
That's exciting. It's, it's a great school. Great school. Uh, that's good. I'm glad. Yay. Sacred Heart. Go playing to your heart. Um, I see that you develop and implement and coordinate uh, customized wellness strategies to increase health awareness and participation in um, well-being programs offered to um, Anthem's large group clients. So do you want, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So, again, I, my name is Serena Savino, and I'm a um, Connecticut-based registered dietitian. I'm also a holistic health practitioner, and I serve as a certified worksite wellness consultant for Anthem's Across and Blue Shield. And I've been with the company several years now, and I, my, I was originally hired to really <clears throat> help our large group clients build internal wellness strategies within their organization. So I work with both the commercial sector and the public sector. And really to do this, I use, utilize Anthem's internal resources as well as uh, those resources in the community. So, for example, I have a list of local vendors that I've compiled over the last several years uh, that will help support uh, the wellness programming within an organization. So I can bring on, you know, local on-site uh, nutrition uh, specialists. They can offer classes on different variety of topics, local chiropractors, um, even local nonprofits like the American Heart Association. They have a variety of different tools for worksite wellness. Um, really building, you know, the connection with uh, local um, employers and local vendors in the community to help really foster wellness within their organization. And it's really to the benefit, isn't it, Serena, you know, of these large groups and, and these companies to support their employees with the wellness program because I would assume, you know, part of the reason that Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield has embraced this is it just it's less time out of the office. Maybe it's less sick time. It's less, you know, insurance claims for issues that might have been prevented. Yes, that's right. Um, and it's it's we we really do look beyond um, you know uh, just paying claims as an insurance company. You know, we really want to extend ourselves out there to really focus on the whole health of a person. And you know, you know, bringing on a role such as that I'm in now. You know, other Anthem states also have this role, and um, we find that our clients find it so very helpful um, to have a, a, an expert within the Anthem organization that will help them build these wellness strategies because everyone's talking about wellness at this point. We all want to feel better. We all want to have um, thriving employees within our organization, and, you know, it's really critical to, to the bottom line to a uh, business. Wellness is really such a key part in um, for all of us, and, and I know for my employees at the connection. Um, tips on um, you know what are wellness tips and what are the things, the daily routines and rhythms that you can do um, every day to how do you start your day and how do you stay focused and how do you take care of yourself. And I think when you make an investment like that in your um, employees and with others you really speak, you know, volumes about your commitment to, you know, how you feel about them and the fact that we all need to be healthy to function, especially now more than ever, being isolated and really having to change our routine. Um, can you talk about um, some of these uh, wellness tips that you have um, prepared that our listeners um, may really benefit from? Some personal wellness tips that I have, um, that I often share with a lot of my own clients, um, and one that's really kind of near and dear to me um, is really to start your day with a healthy morning routine. 
um, you know, I'm really big into rituals. And, uh, you know, really starting your day with a, with a mindful and fulfilling activities that really sets the tone for how you want to feel for the day. This can include stretching. It can include sitting quietly, you know, with meditation or prayer, uh, practicing gratitude, uh, meditating on three positive things about yourself, you know, getting your goals set for the day, maybe even beauty ritual, um, eating a high-protein breakfast or having a green smoothie in the morning. Um, it, you know, another, another one is, and part of this morning ritual is when you first wake up is having a full glass of water. You know, we're sleeping for six to eight hours. We're not, you know, drinking any water. We're a little dehydrated. And so I always, um, tell a lot of my, even my colleagues and my clients drink a full glass of water in the morning, uh, really helps to help rehydrate, turns on digestion and really helps some flush and toxins out of the system. Um, I remember, you know, yesterday morning I said to myself, you know, what are the, you know, what, what am I going to do today? What are the three things that I can accomplish today and feel, feel really good about? And, the, you know, achievable things, not things that are, you know, that I'm going to, you know, overextend myself, but three realistic goals that I could do today um, and get excited about that. You know, seeing my colleagues after, you know, being away, um, you know, completing, you know, a certain project or, you know, et cetera, things like that. And, I have to tell you, it really was a good way to kick kickstart my day yesterday. You know, I woke up and I thought, okay, what you know, what's today going to bring? But I do think achievable goals and, and setting that first thing in the morning is important, and especially quiet time. I think a lot of folks don't ever do that. Um, we're always in a hurry and you know worried about everyone else and everything else. You know, if you're especially if you're a caregiver, but you do have to take those times and moments for yourself. Um, I think those are really key. So you know, thank you, thank you for you know, giving that out to our listeners. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So, you're welcome. So, Serena, what are some of the things that you include when you work with a large group? Um, because everybody's kind of, everybody's different, right? Everybody's, uh, you know, I know you talk about healthy recipes. Everybody's routine is different. So I'm assuming that you advise people that they can always take what you've got and, and really kind of make it their own. You know, when I work with um, an organization, so I'll just kind of walk through some of the process, like the process that I bring a, a group through, and then we'll get into some of the other things that I get through. So at the onset, I developed a process to really work with an individual organization uh, to build these wellness programs. So it's a step-by-step process. It's customized depending on how much time and resources that the HR team has. Because um, let's face it, wellness program is a big undertaking, and it can't just mm-hmm. be one person. Um, so I personally, I, I assess their situation. I will work with our account management team internally at Anthem, and I'll really look at, you know, what they're struggling with, you know, what they're doing well. I'll sit with the account manager and look at their benefit design and then look at some of the health and wellness programs they have embedded through Anthem, and then I'll look at some of their claims data. So through that data, I can see some of the top five chronic conditions that's happening within that organization and that certain population. And then from there, I'll sit down with the employer and their team. Usually it's an HR team. And I'll really, you know, kind of assess where they're at. So I like to meet a client where they're at. And so if they don't have the time and resources, you know, we're still going to take this data that we compiled and come up with a plan that's going to really work for them. So that could either be, you know, building out a full-blown wellness program 
Or that could just be organizing a series of nutritional seminars or on various topics or creating a big fitness challenge within their organization. So I personally really do get excited when a, a client is really ready to build out their program. So when they're at that stage, I bring them through a series of benchmarks. Um, and these series of benchmarks comes from an organization called Wellcoa. And these are seven, um, it's more like a framework that I bring these, uh, this organization through to really build a successful wellness program. And that first benchmark is really securing senior leadership support. You need leadership to be involved. Um, you really got to push that message down to the whole organization that wellness is important, our, your health is important to us. And then from there, we'll create a wellness team. So building a committee really uh, leads to co-ownership and that the committee is able to do a lot more planning and have more feet on the ground. Now, I sit on these committees with, with these organizations, which helps me to stay very close to my clients and really provide them with the resources that they need. But I basically hold their hand through the step-by-step process. And it, I, I really enjoy that because I really do feel like I'm part of their organization when I'm doing this with them. So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with registered dietitian Serena Savino with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So, Serena, if people want more information, or and I know that you produce um, a regular newsletter, where can they get that? Yes, so with the newsletter, I, so I create that on a monthly basis and uh, with other colleagues of mine that has healthy tips, healthy resources, recipes, and I... Uh, we send those out to all of our clients. So that goes out to the HR team, and then they distribute that out to their employees. Um, so, you know, if someone would like that newsletter, I'm happy to send that to them. Uh, but we do distribute through all of our Anthem clients. So some of our listeners out there are probably already getting that. I also want to mention, too, Lisa, and I know that um, we've talked about this on previous programs about how, due to COVID, um, a lot of your clients have um, moved into the telehealth um, program. You know, I know recently, you know, Zoom meetings with my dad and his doctor. I mean, that's really where it's at mm-hmm. right now due to COVID. And uh, Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield have supported the connection with a very generous donation um, to help you maintain and, and grow that program. Lisa, talk about how important that is, you know, especially in this case where it went towards your residential health program and, uh, and giving people continued access to health care. Um, yes, I'd like to formally thank um, Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield for, um, for this uh, grant award. It's, re- it's very important. Um, our telehealth services, as you know, we've had to, you know, switch gears and be able to provide to our clients in residential uh, telehealth visits. We know that a huge part of our clients getting well um, is to, you know, getting well mentally, spiritually, physically, all of that needs to be maintained. So through telehealth at our residential programs, clients can't really get out. They're able to um, access uh, wellness programs, have their visits, and really take care of all of their very important needs to assist them in their, you know, recovery, whether it's from mental health, substance abuse, domestic violence, um, homelessness, etc. So we're really grateful to be able to have these, you know, additional uh, dollars available to provide our clients the um, wellness services that they need through telehealth. So thank you folks so much for your generosity. We really appreciate it. 
Well, that is great, and and it is appreciated, and especially with nonprofits right now, um, you know, they're we need everybody's support, right, Lisa? I mean, it really is a group effort to keep our society healthy and well, and and that's always the goal, and it benefits everybody. And so doesn't this wellness program. Um, but Serena, I have a question about when you work with large groups, how do you kind of you know keep track of everybody's success and or failures? So part of that process I was speaking about um, is uh, continuously monitoring and evaluating um, how the the group is doing. So being part of those committees, um, I'm working with them constantly to um, develop programs, you know, monitor those programs, evaluate those programs. So we will give a lot of uh, surveys out to see how these programs were um, how their employees really like them or, you know, getting some feedback based off that. So at the end of the year of a wellness plan year, uh, we'll reevaluate and look at what worked, what didn't work, um, and then kind of, uh, you know, reprogram or maybe do some of the same things uh, to keep reevaluating um, what, what would come, you know, what would be best for the next coming year. And you've been doing this for a while. Can you just share with our listeners, you know, some of the successes that you've had over the years? What have you seen? Yeah, so um, I've worked with a, a couple of large, um, you know, commercial uh, groups, little organizations where um, it was a fairly large company, and they uh, they were doing a lot of wellness stuff. We call it stuff in, in parentheses, where they were just doing some various programs, and it was just kind of, um, there was no plan to it. So I came in, I met with them, I did my full-blown assessment, and put together a committee, we, we branded the program, uh, we created a mission statement, a vision statement, you know, working with a lot of people from different parts of the organization, um, you know, and, you know, from that, the way that we would communicate that is their new, you know, branded wellness program. And so we started to make traction, and a lot of their employees got very excited about, about what we were offering. And, I mean, they offered things like, you know, weight loss, uh, challenges, um, local walks with the American Heart Association. Um, you know, there was, uh, we revamped the cafeteria and, you know, put, you know, different types of color coding of stickers of what was low sodium or high fat. So there was a bunch of different things that we did. Um, and it was a huge success. And this is a fairly large company. So in the larger the company, it is a little more challenging to, to get some of this stuff done. But um, it was very, very successful to the point where they won a wellness award, um, multiple awards over the last four years. What I, I wanted to add, too, was um, through the grant that um, we received, um, it was a technology grant um, through Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield for doing job search through telehealth and uh, resume writing. So our clients have been able to... Um, obtain, you know, look for jobs, obtain jobs, and do all of those things through the grant that Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield provided to the connection. So we're really, you know, grateful for that. Um, Serena, tell us a little bit about what was it that made you sort of dedicate your life through, you know, doing this work? And, um, you know, this, this takes a lot of passion and, um, you know, sort of an, you have to be the right kind of person, right? And you sound like you're just so dedicated to doing this. I'm just wondering, you know, for you, this must be really rewarding work. Um, what is it that, you know, that gets you excited about being able to help um, folks in Connecticut um, with the type of services you provide? 
Uh, that's a great question. Uh, so for myself, I've always been um, a person that wants to help and serve other people. Um, you know, my passion for cooking started when I was five years old. So food to me is just <laughs> the most exciting it. thing ever. And I, I love to eat. I, I, I come from a, an Italian and Puerto Rican background. So you can imagine the uh, abundance the of best. food gro- growing up. So, um, you know, through my life, I wanted to become a chef. I wanted to open a restaurant and... I went to culinary school after I graduated from Sacred Heart, and I went to culinary school in Florence, Italy, and stayed there for about a year. And it was a turning point in my life. I was about 24 years old, and living in a, in a different country and learning about food and learning about lifestyle and learning about how people live and, and kind of comparing it to how we live in America and what the food supply is here and the, and I was just completely taken away by how this these Italian uh, the Italian culture lives. They they really truly love food and they cherish life. And so I really learned. At first, I learned that I did not want to become a chef and want that life. But I got so um, passionate about cooking and nutrition that I wondered why you know a lot of the Italians were walking around eating pasta every day and you didn't really see any obese people walking around. So it really sparked an interest in me, a, a very strong interest and passion. And when I came home, I went back to school to become a certified holistic health counselor and then needed more schooling and became a registered dietitian. So it was my own personal uh, transformation and shift within myself that really pushed me to really, you know, try to make a difference that, that we need some help here. You know, we have... Um, you know, we have a lot of sick people, you know, through chronic conditions that are happening in America and a lot has to do with diet and lifestyle. So anything that I can do to help in any way that I can is just so rewarding for me. And I feel so blessed that I received this job at Anthem several years ago that I get to have an impact on a very large scale. So, you know, working with my groups is so satisfying. And the fact that even they have a successful program. When I get when I get feedback how one person's life changed, it mm-hmm. it just it makes it makes my job so rewarding. So rewarding. I can hear the passion so. and that's why I asked that question because it's evident that you are just so committed and passionate about this amazing work that you do and, and I appreciate you sharing that because it really comes um it really comes out strong and I wanted to ask you about um, so I, I understand that you wanted to talk really quickly about a couple of recipes. Um, one was uh, the paleo chocolate hemp uh, <laughs> banana bread. Yep. Um, um, so how can people, you know, access these recipes, or can you talk a little bit about the importance of um, of recipes and really eating well and how that, you know, attributes to people feeling better every day? Yeah, so these recipes that I've picked out, um, the banana uh, uh, bread is one of my all-time favorites, um, and I put that in one of my newsletters. Um, and it's a it's a healthier version of our um, our decadent banana bread that we all love. Um, but you know, having a healthy recipes, you know, a lot of people have a hard time cooking and just preparing food. They they don't know what to cook. They don't know what's they don't even know what healthy is. So, you know, kind of researching and, and looking for healthier recipes that are quick and easy are, you know, 
can save a lot of time. And, you know, I, I, I wish I could send this newsletter out to everyone that I know, and, and, and I'd be happy to share some of these newsletters with anyone else. Um, but, you know, having access to, to these quick, easy recipes will kind of make life a little bit easier for some people, especially with busier schedules. Uh, but with this banana nut bread, um, this is one of my personal favorites, and I consider it more paleo because it's gluten-free, it's sugar-free, it's grain-free. Um, wow. It's only sweetened with, with bananas. Um, I do put a little chocolate chips in there because I do love a little sweetness. I use uh, dark chocolate chips. Um, and it has just a little bit of coconut flour. Um, doesn't have any real flour in it. So, And it's a good little snack to have either in the morning with your coffee. I like to have it sometimes after a workout, as a post-workout snack or a pre-workout snack. Um, but it's really simple and easy to make. Um, and it's really one of my personal favorites. Well, this has been great, and I think we've all learned, and maybe if if nothing else, there's been an increased awareness about what we need to do, especially in these times. And I'm sitting here looking at my very ripe bananas, and you've inspired me to do something with them. So that's good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Serena Savino, we, we want to thank you so much, um, and keep up the good work with Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. This has been some really good, useful information. I'm sure that our listeners appreciated it. And Lisa, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. I, it's, you're pretty. You're really remarkable. And thank you. And now I want to make the banana bread. I have to get the recipe. <laughs> Let me know how it goes out. <laughs> And we want to thank, as we always do, Lisa, our listeners, for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 